0: Thanks for joining us again on another edition of today's episode. Today, we're looking at Ghosts, a British TV show. I believe it's on BBC. BBC mm-hmm. One. BBC One, yes. You can look it up online, but only if you're in the UK. Mm-hmm. I looked at Season 2, Episode 3, Reading Weddy. The first season's on HBO Max, but the latest episodes, I believe, are being released.
1: Yeah, I, the first episode was released on September 21st.
0: Okay, and I think they have released most of them online, but since we're only looking at the third episode, then I guess we we won't talk about the stuff that happens
1: afterwards. Well, yeah, but this, uh, that's actually goes into my first question. This show, it doesn't have, like, a story arc or anything, right? Or if it does, it's very minimal.
0: Uh, yeah, it's not the leading factor. Ghosts is a very straightforward show. It's about mm-hmm. these ghosts. They're very stereotypical, something you'd see in, like, a SpongeBob universe. Uh, you've got one ghost who's a caveman. You have a ghost that was burned as a witch in the, I don't know, 1600s possibly. If it was taking place in the U.S., I'd assume it would be like the Salem Witch Trials or something.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that because actually there's going to be an adaptation of the show that will be in the U.S. Of Uh, course, CBS picked up the pilot order and it's supposed to have the uh, producers behind New Girl I believe.
0: I I don't think that that'll fail, like right off the bat or anything as long as they do it, they don't take it too seriously. Like if they add drama to this thing, I don't think it works. there is a scene where they're using a dismembered head, who I believe his name is Humphrey. Mm-hmm. And I am curious about his backstory, because like Nearly Headless Nick in Harry Potter, uh, he, there's got to be something to do this guy. Um, yeah, they're using him as a volleyball to figure out which movie they're going to watch that night. Uh, Thomas is the other guy. I think he died in a duel. They mentioned mm-hmm. it a few times. It's interesting because some of the characters, you can tell how they died because it's visually like illustrated. Well, other characters like the caveman was definitely just like, I went to a Halloween store. I bought a caveman suit. He speaks English. He <laughs> is nowhere acting like a normal caveman would. The I think he probably had the funniest storyline because they wanted to show him the moon landing so that he'd learn something. Right. And so they sat him in front of a YouTube video of the actual moon landing. But then they kind of walk away and do their own thing. I think that's when the volleyball game starts mm-hmm. or something. And they don't turn it off and this conspiracy video (laughs) auto shuffles into the next one and so then he starts getting indoctrinated with all this fake stuff (laughs) so by the end of the episode he doesn't believe that paul mccartney's alive he thinks elvis is still alive he thinks the (laughs) earth is flat uh you name it he believes it (laughs) so that that definitely had me uh laughing on the floor now (laughs) was he your favorite character no, I, I'm saying the storyline was good. His okay. character was really like weak. Like they're mm-hmm. one joke characters, and that there's a Mary character who. Oh wait, no, no, Mary was the um burned victim. She's oh, the there, there's but a, there's sorry. I just wanted to say Fanny was the one joke character, and her joke they spread so thin. It was that she couldn't stop fawning over Mike, the Mm -hmm. husband of the girl, because she stumbled upon some old, like, 18th century Fifty Shades of Grey book, (laughs) and then she just kept on having these, like, hallucinations of... I don't know well, how attractive he is to her.
1: I, I was going to say that uh, Lady Fanny Button, that's the name of her um, character, is played by Martha Martha Howe Douglas, and she co-created the show and starred in Ghosts in Yonderland. And there's actually a lot of people from um, the show's Yonderland, Horrible Histories, and now Ghosts, that um, like are making this show. And originally, it wasn't supposed to be just kind of an ensemble cast that had one characters. So this was supposed to be like uh, a ton of, car- a ton of uh, actors play different characters throughout the whole show but then they were like well it seems like it's audiences- confusing
0: to audiences yeah
1: yeah and also it was like audiences like to gravitate towards one major character just in general so that's the reason why they decided to change it yeah it didn't feel like the episode was organically trying to tell a bunch of stories that
0: would like seamlessly come together it felt more like they were like this joke will land really funny this joke will land really funny and they and the only thing that they had connecting it was allison and her husband and apparently allison's the only one who can see the ghosts uh kind of like in um what is that movie where you beetlejuice where the where only some people can see the ghosts and um, her
1: husband's name is mike by the way
0: yeah because that's the person i said fanny was into right um yeah, so they're showing off their giant mansion estate thing to a realtor. And this like flamboyant realtor is like super into the house. He's looking around and he's getting more and more excited about how they could use it for weddings. Mm-hmm. And then he goes outside and their garden is just like... There's tons of underbrush and foliage, and there's, like, old signs, and it looks really decrepit and, like, bad. Something that would take at least, like, a week for a crew to clean up. And he says, all right, you got three hours, and then I'm bringing the wedding person here. Now, I'm not, like, a wedding expert or, like, a wedding venue person, but don't you need, like, insurance and lawyers (laughs) and, like, people to sign off on this being, like, an okay place in case things break during the ceremonies and such? Like, it just felt so rushed and i know you're not supposed to apply logic to this type of scenario but it was weird because then they were able to clean up with a ton of breaks within the three hours that they had the entire back garden <laughs> the ghosts weren't helping like you they were basically just there to distract them right and uh i guess if you were just looking at the plot of it it doesn't make any sense well yeah i'm
1: sure the outlandishness (laughs) leads to some of the humor but i wanted to ask is this more like a sketch show where it's like every single scene it's just sketch and then a joke and then they try to interweave it or is it like an actual comedy
0: you can tell it's scripted because they added the special effects like the guy's head was a volleyball they literally spent like a, a minute they're just showing the two characters Hitting his head <laughs> in the worst like CGI version of the uh, his head going over the net was the CGI
1: was the CGI supposed to be bad though i assume for a Yeah like i mean it's yeah. supposed
0: to be funny it's what it, what was that show that um Another period, it was like a Comedy Bang Bang type character ripoff. I think this would be related to that. It's like a less, less serious version of Into the Shadows where you have these caricatures of like classic characters. (laughs) But with Into the Shadows, you do have a certain amount of depth in the writing behind it. This is just focused on making you laugh right then and there. The... Most adult ghosts are Pat, who has like an arrow sticking through his neck, and the captain, who is distracted this whole storyline by trying to make sure that they don't dig up a certain part of the backyard mm-hmm. because he has some secret there—a bomb that he doesn't want to go off—that ends up actually being a bomb. <laughs> does
1: he uh, say? Does he say? It, does he say? It, yeah, like but there's they, a bomb that I don't want to go they,
0: off. They hinted towards the audience that he had this, like, that he was in love with his lieutenant, who was leaving for the war, and he was a bit of a coward, so he he wasn't going to like join or anything but then you find out that really it was that his lieutenant and him were working on this thing called will um william and that the bomb was that that, i guess and they end up blowing it up and it ends up clearing things out perfectly for the person to come in at the end and be like i want my wedding right here it's perfect (laughs) And, yeah, there's more
1: stuff that goes on. It's, yeah, it's produced by Monumental Television in association with Them and There, which I think is another company. Um, its first season had a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes based off of 10 reviews, and the consensus was pretty short. 10, it says,
0: ten reviews isn't anything to go off of. Well, with. it
1: says the perfect blend is spooky and silly. Ghosts, ghastly giggles are a delight. It has a 7.9 on IMDb with around 3,500 reviews. The episode you watched had about 8.7 with 52 reviews, which is about the average rating that this thing gets. But it actually did pretty good in the UK with viewership. Um, It got a pretty big fan base and uh, it premiered with, I believe, five uh, and a half million viewers. And it kind of was able to keep above four million every episode in the first season, at least.
0: Are any of the people that are in this, besides being comedians, like, are they famous for anything else? No,
1: like, and again, they just, they, this is basically a writer performer group that they just were like, okay, let's, let's make this show. And um, as Zen of Geek referred to it as, it was a make or break show. Uh, for Martha Howe Douglas and for everyone else, um, and then when they actually saw that it got fan base, they were like, "Oh, cool!" The the funny thing is, is that Thomas. Um Yeah, Thomas is the...
0: He wears, like, uh, Alexander Hamilton-type clothes back in history.
1: He was kind of like the romantic poet. Um, His name is Matt Bainton, and he is actually uh, the writer for the show. Okay. so And he kind of was talking about how he wanted to make sure to make the show... Because it's family-friendly, right, for the most part?
0: Yeah, you could see it if you're a kid. It's definitely super silly, and all the characters act like children. Yeah. Like, (laughs) completely to the point where you're like, if you died... Or if, if you existed in reality, does dying turn you, like, into yeah. a weird childish version of yourself? Like, yeah. one of the characters, I, I didn't mention her yet, um, she was, oh, Kitty, uh, she was obsessed with playing hide-and-seek with everyone, and she's, like, a 30-year-old woman, um, and she's running around and is just uh, being like, no one can beat me at hide-and-seek, and then when one person finds her... She immediately says, "Oh, you're better at me than at the game," and then like goes and runs off. And that was her entire storyline. The entire the the whole
1: thing was it? That was the only one scene.
0: No, she was there talking about her friend that was a statue for a while. Like it just made it sound like she was abandoned. I think that was the joke. Is that there's a lot of these characters are just lonely at this point, and so they're kind of having to hang out with one another just to extend their own like um minds like otherwise they just go crazy yeah but uh he was talking about this is like the worst haunting of his whole house revival if, if it was that like
1: yeah it was funny when i was actually searching up stuff for this thing I, it's called ghost so i typed it in and a ton of uh, haunting at blind manor reviews popped up so i was like oh, that's that's funny oh, yeah it like, comes
0: out soon doesn't it
1: yeah the show after the first season was automatically renewed for a second and third season, and I think there's supposed to be a Christmas special coming out around that time. Um, they only have, like, six to eight episodes yeah, each year. It, it was six epi- a very British show. Six episodes in the first season, six episodes this season. I assume it's going to be six episodes for the third season, but what the uh, cast has done ever since COVID has hit is they've been doing Zoom sessions, and they talk about being on Zoom for hours, like on, like, uh, apparently Wednesdays was their dedicated day, and they would just be, like, throwing out ideas, and um something funny with fans input no just with their input because again they're comedian writers yeah Uh, but if like they can't agree on something what they'll do is they'll hold a vote to be like should we put this in the episode and then like everyone will vote unanimously so they're definitely a close group of friends that like make this show
0: i mean not to offend the show too much but if there's really jokes that they aren't airing like because they're too silly or something Mm -hmm. i could not see where the bar was (laughs) on that because it seemed like every little thing that they could poke a jab at was definitely brought up. Like they were playing a rock, paper, scissors game and the guy was using a gun. And then the other <laughs> guy was like, no, 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 I'm okay with this. And then he pulls out an AK. And then he's like <laughs> with his, uh, and and the other guy
1: who died, the one that you were talking about being a romantic poet, didn't yeah, even dies. know what an AK-47 is. So. <laughs> yeah, of he's course. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah the guardian gave the show four out of five stars giving much praise to the cast and saying no scene is left unmind for gags with jokes that are clever and crude it is one of the least demanding sitcoms on television and one of the most charming so i think that that's definitely going for like supposed to be like kind of twisted heart type of tv mm-hmm. right? it's definitely a feel-good
0: show there's no evil character even even the guy with the pants down he's supposed to be the most like sketchy of all of them mm-hmm. but he's definitely there just for fun he's not like plotting to kill them or something that would be really weird to twist that into well, that show <laughs> was there was
1: there adult humor in the show no not really
0: i mean besides maybe um they hint at the fact that the guy with the no pants uh like it's just like no not really okay. <laughs>
1: yeah lauren <laughs> strickard who plays the caveman that you're talking about kind of give an update on the state of the show saying, his name is robin in the show Yeah, uh, he said one of the tricky things at the moment is knowing how rules and regulations will change between now and February. And also, I think everyone's got an eye over how different productions manage things and how sets work. Um, I did have a
0: question. So like with uh, the captain's character, we got a bunch of backflashes for him so that we knew like sort of more about his backstory. Does that happen every episode to every character, or? I
1: I don't think so, because the first season was uh, basically Allison and Mike moving, and then like you said, Allison sees these ghosts, and then like the ghosts basically try to get rid of them for the full first season. Oh,
0: okay. So that's yeah, that seems more compelling than what I was watching. Not that it wasn't funny, but it seems like it actually had a story track.
1: Right. Yeah, it, it had like a very slight story in the first season, and then uh, by the end of the first season, they're like, okay. Did yeah, Mike believe, Did
0: Mike believe that his wife could see ghosts? Because I just can't see how that would be easy i don't think it.
1: at first she believed her because okay. she started, but she started to go to like different people like ghost experts and being like i'm seeing ghosts and everything so it did kind of i guess try to stay in the balance of reality because he seemed
0: really like okay with her seeing he was just like all right you know i got to go do something else and he has like a stutter
1: or something mm-hmm. um that's his character's trait that they gave him <laughs> Um, a lot of the characters were um, uh, mostly the ghosts, like uh, Lady Button, and also Thomas and also someone named Sam, Simon Farnaby, that's his actual name, he was in an episode of Utopia, I found that funny, said that they were happy that there was not really a filter that they had to have. They were just like, oh, we can kind of say anything, just obviously nothing too like too bad. Yeah, so. nothing too crass.
0: It does remind me of sort of an improv sketch group who like comes up with a character on the spot and then they just go <laughs> kind of like in on that trait that they want to really expound Um, I did have a so like being human is also a British show but it's one with like werewolves vampires and a ghost all living under one house and so there's definitely a lot of comedy in that but it also was super dramatic and there was a ton of violence so I'm guessing that sort of show influenced this one, but they, since they're comedians, probably just were like, yeah, we'll yeah. stick to improv. I mean, that
1: could definitely be a possibility. Um, they also made, like I mentioned before, a show called Horrible Histories, which was a British children's live action historical musical sketch comedy. <laughs> have to get all of those genres in there. So they're definitely like not strangers to comedy. Yeah, no violence
0: in any of that stuff. It's kind of just there to uh, entertain kids almost.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was there to right? entertain kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to give some background, some of the actors, Charlotte Ritchie, who plays Alison Cooper, is part of a crossover band called Old Angels and uh, currently stars in three shows. Um, One is Ghosts. How did,
0: how did they explain them getting the mansion or the estate? They said
1: that it was inherited um, from them, but, like, they didn't know the person that they got inherited from. Or I think it was, like, they didn't know her well. And do
0: you know Pat's backstory? Because it looked like he was a Boy Scout tutor or something, and he had just an arrow sticking out of his... Or it looked like a needle or something nah, through nah. his neck the entire time. So I assume that he was, like, some sort of group scout manager and that, like, in some sort of weird Wes Anderson type thing. He had been killed. Yeah accidentally and now because he was talking about top gun a lot and just kind of a light character they're
1: all supposed to have kind of crazy backstories because they frequently are supposed to kind of be with each other and drive each other nuts that's the summary that i got from it yeah
0: they were definitely pushing on the fact that that Mary, uh, mary had been burned alive like they kept making punny jokes with the um the things that they were gonna watch, yeah, <laughs> um, and then also she does get lit on fire at the very end of I believe, the episode,
1: accidentally. I'm, I'm not even sure if it's this episode, but I believe that also, like watching stuff in the show is like a certain thing. Like I know that one There's episode, a certain thing. one of the characters shows the like the rest of the people friends. So they're not afraid to definitely throw in pop culture references, Um, but a lot of the cast was glad, not only for the fact that they got a paycheck, obviously, for the second season, but also the fact that it was able to find an audience, because even um, Matt Bainton, again, the writer, was like, um, when you make the first season, you're very anxious about the fact that it might come off really bad, about the fact that anything could kind of go wrong. But when you get into the second season, it becomes a lot more easier to make a show. That's basically kind of what he uh, said in an interview. Yeah, it sounds like a kind
0: of an unorthodox show to get pitched and actually make it to air. You hear about a lot of shows that kind of fail in startup, and I could see this being like one of them. If someone was to be like, "Yeah, there was this show with a lot of improv characters who were playing different ghosts, and they had just quirky personalities, and..." the homeowners sort of see them and they don't want them to be there at first and then they're okay with it it's like yeah it got canceled after one season no <laughs> yeah. um yeah so i i don't have a problem with the show i thought it was it was funny um, i just really fast.
1: It, it was filmed on location at west horsley place in Surrey. and the season two uh, like i said it doesn't have a tomato meter but it has four tomatoes and no rodins. so i think it's definitely a like show
0: yeah but probably not by too many people yeah like, yeah i, yeah, I don't it.
1: think it has a big audience but
0: okay Um, well, there's not much else to say about, like, a 30-minute episode. You can probably find the time to at least watch one of them, um, and you'll get a good impression about what the rest (laughs) of the show is about. It's not one of those
1: shows that shifts tone on you a lot. Though the second season does have higher ratings on IMDb than the first season. Okay, okay. yeah. But other than that, I think we've covered everything about this episode. We've been sort of a
0: brief synopsis about what the show is about. Not much else to say. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.